Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and eight bags legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host Henry. Henry, how you doing on this fine afternoon? I'm doing really good, Shay. Happy to be here as always. You know, these are the episodes that we like doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of low lift for us and fun to talk about, and we don't get a ton of opportunities to talk lore, so yeah. it's always fun. Today we're talking about season 14 quest, kind of giving a recap of what happened. So if you haven't, uh, you know, listened to the crut or listened, read the quest, interacted with the quest. Uh, you can get the spark notes here or you go read it for yourself and then come back and hear our thoughts. Uh, we kind of do this once a season. Always fun, like Henry said, a cool opportunity to talk lore generally. And yeah, before we do it though, we make sure if you want a question answered on the podcast, ask it in our Discord channel for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Drop us a follow on Twitter at Gurgrudoche and at HP Burson if you want all our Apex thoughts and Shay ranting about the Lakers season as it kicks off this coming week. It's a good time over there on Twitter. <laughs> get excited for it. If you want to support the show and get a little behind the scenes action of Shay and my life with behind the scenes, bonus episodes, discussions, polls, all that fun stuff, we'd love to have your support over on Patreon. We've had a surge in growth over the last few months, and we'd love to have you join us over there. So thanks to all of our current patrons and we're always eager to welcome new listeners to mm-hmm. the Patreon club. I think with that, let's just dive right into this. I think you know you can give a little introduction of what we're looking at from this quest from a, a lore perspective and then back and forth, we'll go through the chapters and kind of take a break after each chapter, kind of summarize what we thought, any fun insights, and uh, yeah, talk lore. That's really what we're doing here at the end of the day. Totally. So first off, you know, I think we always mention this, but the terminology surrounding the quest is always a little weird Mm -hmm. because we call it a quest, but in-game, it's called episodes. Mm -hmm. But the episodes are individual chapters Mm -hmm. so there's many chapters in an episode but the episode we call it a quest Um, but without you know further complicating things the title of this episode or series (laughs) of chapters is friends like these and we get the kind of brief description of what this story will be about and it is as follows Not even her survivalist mother could have prepared young Vantage for her greatest challenge yet, making friends as an adult. To her confusion, getting the legends to like you by pointing out their tensions, heartbreak, and secrets isn't the way to go. Or is it? Mirage would help, but he's busy wondering why no one showed up to his party. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's brief. Yeah, that's it. It's brief. It's super brief. You know, I read that and at the very beginning, and I was like, wow, that's it's not as dramatic as it has been in previous seasons where we're chasing down hidden objects, Mm -hmm. we're trying to kill one another. You know, there's a little more mystery. Making friends as an adult as kind of a a leading plot point isn't the most compelling. We relate. uh, Right now, though, I will say making friends is hard as an adult in a pandemic that works remotely. (laughs) 
That's cold <laughs> facts. Absolute facts. Oh, man. But yeah, we dive right into chapter one then. Party down. Chapter opens with Mirage playing spit in the bottle with five decoys of himself, which just a heck of a start to the story. None of his friends are showing up to this party. No Wraith, Rampart, Crypto, or even Pathfinder, which really, really gets to him. But Vantage shows up and she's there. She claims this is her first party and the only person she knows is her mom, who's in jail. They kind of have a nice conversation. Mirage attempts to impart some wisdom on Vantage if she wants to win the Apex game, saying, quote, you can't hide behind this tough survivalist. My closest thing to a friend was a pine cone mask of yours. She needs people that will watch her back is kind of the takeaway. She needs friends. And we learn that legends are sometimes friends out of the games, but enemies in the games. There's a clear distinction. Teams appear to be very random and lore confirmed, essentially, which is a cool feature. The more we get about how the Apex games actually work, the better in lore. Uh, but Vantage essentially desperately needs the legends on her side to get the publicity needed to free her mom. It's kind of her sole motivation. And it's interesting to see this back and forth between Vantage and Mirage of... A little bit of a teacher, but Mirage isn't maybe the most like number one guy you'd go to for teaching. So it's kind of fun to see him take on this role. But he does start to obviously teach Vantage of the value of friendship, which is a cool role, I think, for Mirage to kind of be you know, playing in this uh, in the games in theory. Yeah, it definitely is an an odd kind of uh, master to want to follow after and learn from. Uh, I I thought the. The pine cone friend was a great line from Mirage. I thought that was hilarious. Um, but shocking to me just how socially isolated Vantage is, apparently. Like, she doesn't, not only does she not have any friends, but she doesn't even know people. Like, she only knows her mom, and her mom's in prison. So she is utterly alone and does not have the social skills uh, needed to function in society or the apex games or whatever but she has these high hopes of you know toppling the syndicate mm-hmm. or releasing her mom in some way you know it makes me kind of think how did she get into the games in the first place you know uh without having those social skills remind me what what do we really know if, if you remember she got into the games Oh, she didn't come up from the arenas. No, yeah. no, no. Vantage's entry into the games was a weird. We got her motive, but I th- I'm thinking right now, and I can look at our doc to kind of get the confirmed answer. But I feel like we walked away questioning how she got there. Still, not fully yeah. understanding it, um, and not really having a reason in lore potentially. I will. I'll confirm that though while we go here. <laughs> I think you're right. I don't think that we know how she did and it's interesting because she is severely lacking social skills she's the youngest legend we've ever had she has a political agenda and so it's curious later in this story we kind of get a testament to her skills um but the kind of interpersonal reason is up for question for sure yeah definitely Going in to chapter two, this is my personal favorite chapter of the entire episode quest, Um, but we cut to King's Canyon, and it has supposedly been months since Crypto 
got the comms unit, which he received, we believe, from Ash back in season 11. Mm -hmm. So multiple seasons equals multiple months uh, in the lore. And this comms unit, briefcase, is the key to connecting to his sister and possibly clearing his name. That's his entire story arc. That's Mm -hmm. his whole, you know. Since season three. (laughs) Yeah. And we're now going into season 15. So it's been a long story arc, but that is his one goal. Reconnecting with his sister, clearing his name, reclaiming his identity. All righteous. A good path to be on. Um, And Watson and Crypto are kind of working on repairing it, getting the right parts, when Vantage shows up out of nowhere. And again, Vantage has zero social skills. Um, She says, and I quote, I'm here to become your friend to Watson. Mirage says, you'll care about my problems if I care about yours. Vantage then uses her observational skills to deduce Watson's relationship with Wraith, Crypto, and Caustic. Freaking Sherlock Holmes And based on how Watson acts around each... Oh, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) the detective skills are unmatched. She's able to pick up on intricate details just by knowing these people for what seems like moments. Um, But based on how Watson acts around each of these three different legends, Vantage begins to uncover secrets about them and alludes to not only Crypto and Caustic's mom, but also Crypto's true identity. So she gets right below the surface instantly. Then. Vantage stumbles and turns on a computer that's connected to this comm unit and reveals a face with the features of Crypto's sister. Watson then rushes Vantage away and asks her not to discuss this with anyone. Immediately, Vantage springs on this and says, you know, now that we're secret friends, my mom is in prison, yada, yada, yada. Watson closes the door and turns on the video call. Yeah, she's so quick to, to get to her agenda. It's pretty comical. Um, but then Watson shuts her out, doesn't want to hear about that right now, turns on the video call with Crypto's sister. Now, Crypto's sister knows Watson and says that she's been keeping tabs on her brother for a long time, but he cannot know that Watson spoke with her or even fixed the communication unit. Mila is working to identify who framed them, but The syndicate, according to her, is too powerful for Crypto to go after her and reunite and clear their names. Too dangerous. Mila mentions that Crypto really likes Watson as well, which makes her blush and regrettably agree to keep this secret from Crypto. Not the best thing you want to keep a secret. That's for sure. No. Um, But a very fascinating chapter and one that in the grand scheme of this story is very random. And I think is like Mm a, Hey, look, we haven't forgotten about this storyline. It's probably going to circle back here soon, but this started back in season three. We thought maybe we were learning more about it with big sister who people thought was Mila in season eight, which still could be the truth. Like we don't know for sure or not, but this is like the first time we've kind of seen Mila and what feels like a while. And that's an interesting kind of line to be going on right now in this Vantage story. But I think what it reinforces is Vantage is just learning a lot about these legends in a short period of time. Like she's ingraining herself with these people. Um, And 
her social skills are definitely of someone who was born around one person and is only focused on hunting their entire lives. <laughs> yeah. Into chapter three, though, or any other thoughts on chapter two? I think we can keep pushing. Chapter three, reading the room. So we have Rampart and Seer. They're vacationing on Boreas, but we kind of see the people protesting. They're up at set at Seer and the home and the homeworld for falling apart, really blaming Seer. And there's kind of mention of this, uh, you know, Seer's uh, voice in the media. And if you recall, we had that little Twitter interview between Seer and uh, I don't remember our Outlands reporter lady's name off the top of my head right now, uh, but kind of putting Seer in a bad light with his home people. But that's kind of where this is stemming from, it seems like. They're both in disguises. Seer wants to reveal himself to this mob kind of make good on his name and prove to the people, hey, I'm here. I do care about the home. I want to fix things. I care about all of you. And Rampart like gets right into it, very sternly guides him against that, but then actually gives Seer an idea. He, the idea is bring the Apex Games to Boreas, which will bring wealth and jobs to the world and start to repair it. Vantage then kind of shows up out of nowhere, apparently after tracking them with her bat echo. Crazy good tracker. We're seeing it in lore. And Vantage actually agrees with Seer about the next home of the Apex Games. And all three of them kind of become a little buddy-buddy. Need to agree to get out of there, get to a bar, grab a drink, it sounds like, or a pub. And Seer claims he will speak with Duardo Silva about the next location for the Apex Games. This will give him goodwill in the Outlands, which Seer believes he needs just as much as he does. And we also saw in a teaser on social media a while back, we saw Duardo Silva operating at a desk with his phone out there with four messages, one from Octane, one from someone else, someone else, and Seer. So like this connection has happened. We're kind of seeing that in action, but an interesting chapter. But chapter three, Henry, and we're already learning about where the next map is in the Apex Games. <laughs> yeah, big shock, I think. Um, you know, to keep it within the the confines of Vantage and this story, she is not only an amazing tracker, but she's planet hopping, yeah. tracking all these legends. I guess we're like in a holiday break from the games or something <laughs> because people are scattered everywhere. Yeah. We were just in King's Canyon. Now we're on Boris and going into chapter four, we're going to a, another uh, location for the Apex game. So Vantage is coming from that party and tracking all these people down across great distances. Yeah. Has to be said. Definitely. But pushing right along. Chapter four called Definitely Maybe. Now we're on Talos. We're in World's <laughs> Edge. Bloodhound Fuse uh, are moving out together. And while they joke around with each other, Vantage chimes in. She shows up again out of nowhere <laughs> and learns more about Fuse and Bloodhound's relationship. Vantage, again, with her keen observations, uncovers that Fuse and Bloodhound have a romantic relationship more than just a friendship. And through this secret and diving into Fuse and Maggie's relationship as well, Vantage secures another pair of secret friends. And then Bloodhound continues to pack with their people. And this is something that we don't really get a whole lot of clarity mm -hmm. on uh, in this chapter. Is World's Edge being abandoned? Are we going to continue the Apex games here? Is Bloodhound going somewhere mm -hmm. that we'll, like, we don't know about? Um, 
what's really happening. I think it's likely, you know, a continuation of what has been going on in World's Edge with the ecological issues and moving Bloodhound's people. Um, but we didn't really get a, a destination or no. a specific reason. Yeah, not a lot of info there for sure. Um, it, it was interesting. to the, the Fuse Bloodhound relationship is something that has kind of been hinted at for a while, but this is the biggest confirmation of. But again, it's not super easy. Like it wasn't a clean relationship, you know, Fuse, like Bloodhound kind of says, no, that's not the relationship we have. And Fuse is kind of, it seems like sad or disappointed that that was the perspective Bloodhound took on the matter, that he was a lot more excited about, you know, being a legitimate romantic relationship and sharing that, if that makes sense. So interesting, really cool. More great diversity in Apex, though, uh, coming with this relationship. But yeah, Vantage just sneaks up out of nowhere. It's quite impressive. <laughs> uh, before, That's right. Yeah, before we get into the next chapter, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Chapter 5, Best Friends. So this chapter opens with Loba and Vantage being kicked out of what I think we can assume is a pretty high-class restaurant due to... Vantage's lack of social skills. Her bat was taking bread from different tables that was going to go to waste. Not the thing you would probably want to do. She's not dressed for a nice restaurant. She's dressed in what she perceives as very nice wear, but it's like if you probably wore like your nicest REI outerwear to, you know, a five-star restaurant downtown. I imagine that's where Lobe was probably taking her friends. So, didn't fit in exactly. Vantage is looking to learn more about friendship from Loba. And Loba says friendship is built on two things, respect and loyalty. So Vantage kind of says, well, how can I get respect and loyalty from Loba? Loba ends up ditching Vantage and wanders back into her apartment and sees Jamie, I quote, pale and still strung by his wrist, hanging from the ceiling fan over the coffee table, blood on his clothes, blood on the floor, blood in his hair. Graphic. This guy is messed up. For anyone who doesn't remember, Jamie is Loba's blue-haired best friend, closest friend with him through with her through thick and thin the entire time. They're as close as you can get friendship-wise. Loba absolutely freaks out when she sees him like this, goes to help when Vantage rushes in saying she broke into but cuts herself off when she sees Jamie. Loba then kind of claims this is Revenant's doing, says the Dominion will pay for this. Jamie does seem to still be alive, but just barely, kind of holding on a light pulse. And another kind of note from this chapter, it did further confirm Loba and Valk's relationship that they are actually dating. But man, we took a turn with this chapter. Like that was a descriptive, intense version of Jamie right there. (laughs) Yeah, and this game is rated... What, T for teen? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't you know, read T for know. teen. <laughs> That's pretty graphic. It definitely had us a bit concerned. Um, and this, I think, is the crux of this entire quest, yeah. is really this event right here. So circling back onto exactly what happened, why, who, uh, is probably what matters here. Are we going to get total clarity and closure? Probably not, but this is kind of the the big takeaway beyond having Vantage introduced to 
a variety of legends. Yeah, and we keep going with this story in the next couple chapters as well. So this does like become that turning point, like you were saying. Totally. And so in that continuation, chapter six, deal with the devil. We're back to King's Canyon now. Um, and this chapter starts with Valk visiting Revenant's bunker underneath King's Canyon. Revenant appears and they confront each other with some deadly back and forth banter. Valk confirms that Rev is getting in the way of her and Lobo's relationship, even saying, you were leaving the Outlands. And Sergeant Stick in the Mud, and that was supposed to be at the end of things, but you just had to keep hanging around. Valk reveals that she can give Rev what he wants. She can kill him. They come to an agreement, Rev saying he will leave, leave Loba alone if Valk ends his life. As Valk is leaving, she calls Loba, and this syncs up with the timeline of just when Loba and Valk are discovering Jamie. Valk jets off and says to herself, there's only one reason someone would hurt Jamie, the head. It's very this interesting. Builds, yeah. <laughs> this def- I mean, it is also pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this idea of Falk being able to to end Revenant source code is a pretty bold claim since we've been talking about that for years now, about how difficult that is, mm-hmm. how impossible that is. Um, but definitely the combination of chapters five and six is pretty interesting considering that we're having Loba and Valk's intimacy confirmed but then we have valk go on to say that she definitely wants revenant away from loba but also bangalore bangalore as well so pretty cutthroat i think doing stuff behind her back as well like behind loba's yeah behind loba's back like this is not a start of a happy healthy communicative relationship this is but this is valk's character Doing what she sees, what she sees that needs to be done in order to accomplish her goal. Um, th- this was a weird chapter, though, as well, because it kind of builds upon some of the lore uh, in one of the comics we saw recently on Twitter, in which Loba revealed she had Revenant's head and wanted Jamie to hide it so he would suffer forever instead of actually killing the head, but instead ask Jamie to get rid of it where nobody will ever find it. Jamie actually decides to keep it and not tell Loba. And it sounds like still confided in Valk, maybe. I mean, Loba and Valk are hanging out a ton at an apartment. It sounds like Jamie's there too. So I'm sure those three are friends. So Valk and Jamie have both confided in each other without telling Loba potentially at some point. It's an interesting relationship that we have there. Uh, Not build on a lot of trust, I guess, up front. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely interesting how that knowledge is being disseminated. Yeah, um, yeah we'll see kind of how the Valk storyline mm-hmm. continues. It's um, interesting, though. It, it The timing of it also poses the question of, does this clear revenant of being the one that attacked Jamie? He's on a different planet. You know, he's obviously pretty soon after on a different planet of when this attack happened loba obviously immediately thinks it's him though but if it's somebody else who else would attack jamie and why is kind of a big question that i think's posed at the end of that chapter yeah you kind of have to think that it probably wasn't revenant directly but probably someone related to revenant Mm -hmm. or sent by revenant you know considering what's at stake there um but we'll get more into that yeah uh chapter seven party on elliot 
kind of take a turn away from this uh, storyline we're on. We come back to Paradise Lounge with Mirage. He's chilling alone with his decoys. They're running out of battery, actually, which is kind of sad. Uh, but Vantage returns, saying she's now friends with his friends. Except for Pathfinder, because Pathfinder doesn't get to be friends with Vantage. Uh, on TV, a reporter interviews Vantage after the games. Unfortunately, just as Vantage begins to explaining that her mother is wrongfully in prison, they cut her off. Even as the winner of the Apex Games, she doesn't get to share her message. The syndicate's obviously staying in control here, essentially. Mirage recommends to Vantage that she needs to be more likable, more, quote-unquote, a mass-marketable version of yourself. He says it's called acting. And so if Mirage is acting all this time, I think that's a very funny thread to go down as well. Uh, Mirage then puts on a clip of himself winning, says that you know he wins a lot, thousands of times actually. Uh, do we believe him? Maybe a little bit of hyperbole there, but he has been around for a while. Um, in the clip, he mentions his mom and the reporter continues to probe questions. Let them tell your story for you is Mirage's advice to Vantage. And then Vantage and Mirage share a bit about their mothers, how Mirage's mom has a hard time with her memory, even remembering him. It's part of why he plays in the games. Afterwards, all the legends arrive at the party, and it turns out Mirage never sent the invites for his last party. Frickin' Mirage. Frickin' Mirage. Anything on this one? Classic. Yeah. Anything on this one before we go into the epilogue here? Yeah, it's a pretty quick wrap-up for the story. You know, kind of the tension was that Mirage was sad that no one came to his party except for Vantage, and then Vantage went all over the Outlands to kind of gather up all the legends to come hang out with Mirage and have a party. And that exactly happened. Mm -hmm. And we kind of know why he was stood up in the first place. And that was kind of hinted at throughout Rampart wasn't sure there was a party. Bloodhound wasn't sure there was a party at the very end of their respective chapters. Um, So now we know this forgetful mirage. Mm -hmm. Pretty classic. Well, talk to me about the epilogue, because this is where things take a turn, I would say. An unexpected turn, at least. We get a cliffhanger here. (laughs) Definitely a cliffhanger. Um, The format of the epilogue was different than the other chapters. Um, Really looking at well, it seems to be encrypted messages mm-hmm. back and forth between someone with the code name A and another person with the code name Z. And A and Z go back and forth discussing the events of the quest, the attack on Jamie, and the payment for Revenant's head. It's intense. And, and then it kind of, you know, they're having this back and forth, and it ends with A saying, Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll finish my drink and see if the brunette wants to dance and say what you will but a but a wit knows how to throw a party later friend a very interesting ending essentially what we're saying with this is there's this now cliffhanger of between a and z they're kind of have the sus activities going on being responsible for the attack of jamie being responsible for what's going on with revenant's head playing a lot of things, tying up loose ends. And one of these is a legend that's acting as though they are friends with everyone else. Um, do you want to dive into any thoughts or anything set the stage before I maybe go into some of the, the theories that I've uh, seen come around and crafted a little bit of? <laughs> I, I'm i honestly pretty lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy for you to kind of dive into the theories and then we can okay. 
So I think debunk a lot of them. Yeah. But the yeah, the, there, the question not a whole lot of good leads. The question becomes who's A and who's Z. Like th- that's you know mm-hmm. the back and forth. Who's A? Who's Z? Like we obviously are looking at these encrypted messages and seeing what is going on here. We got some traitors amongst us potentially. Um, and so what we know, we know A is a legend. We know they're at that party. I guess we don't technically know they're a legend. We just know they're at the party, which is a bunch of legends. So unless somebody else is there that we don't know about, uh, it's a legend. So the first most popular theory going around is many people think that A is Vantage and C is Mr. Silva. And that Vantage is playing the legends in order to get her mom released. So some of the thoughts on how that could be, uh, A refers to Z as a titan of industry. That's obviously something Silva fits the bill of in the pharmaceutical not industry. Not many of those. Yeah, not many, many of those. Not very many of those that we know either uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, A confirms they are the one that attacked Jamie and even says, quote, my mom says I have a problem finishing things. Vantage is a character that obviously relates strongly to and talks about her mom a lot. And so this was kind of one of the things people were picking up on. That, hey, maybe this is why it could be Vantage. A refers to Loba as a friend. You know, she just made the friend, but mentions she dropped by earlier than expected. And this friend could, uh, earlier than expected, and this friend could learn Vantage. Uh, I love it when we can't read our own notes that we write because we are so poor grammar-wise. But this could link Vantage to kind of being the one responsible for Jamie, but also that timing becomes very difficult for Vantage to between the time that Loba went inside and goes up to her apartment to go take out Jamie to an extent, or she did it before she met up with Loba for dinner and then, you know, left them and was coming back. Then brings up the question of why did Loba break back in or why did Vantage break back into the apartment to help her or was it because Vantage was already there and had just broken in and so she had to kind of make up a cover for herself and why she was still there um the others I guess uh I'll keep going with like the why Vantage as a stuff um the two other things is one the last lines of the encryption say what you will but a wit knows how to throw a party later friend friend being its own line and of itself kind of being emphasized last line of the quest this entire quest is about vantage making friends maybe there's a link to that and then i think come back to all the way to chapter one why did vantage show up to this party at the bar if there were no invites sent out well, what we do learn is if she's super tech savvy having encrypted messages with people back and forth could she have potentially blocked invitations to start putting a plan in motion by starting with Mirage and gaining the trust of all the legends, learning secrets about them, doing all this stuff. So those are kind of things that point towards um, Vantage as being the A in these encryptions. Um, Some of the other theories, Z, Caustic, continuing as if always, Z calls the some somebody a rat in these messages and that's something he's referred to crypto as in their past. Um, other people think A is Vantage and C is, Z is Valk. Valk trying to buy the head so that way she can destroy it to free Loba in her agreement we just saw her make with Rev. 
those are some of the theories, the combination of fan theories I've seen, more of my additions reading into things probably way too deep. I'm excited to see maybe what the story ends up going into. It reminds me a lot of our the OG quest to like of Duardo and Silva and like what we were looking at there, Dorian. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on these? Debunk them if you can. Talk to me about why you think some of the other stuff is. But Vantage is like a backstabbing legend is an interesting storyline potentially go down. Yeah, I think it's probably the most likely, even as far-fetched as it might seem. Um, I think Silva being Z is the the other kind of front runner yeah. in my mind. Um, just considering that kind of titan of industry mm-hmm. is a pretty big lead. Um, and people that would be interested in the head as well as a source of power or he leverage. He seems like the kind of guy that would love to have the best assassin that ever live and is yes. undiable on his side for sure. <laughs> yes, exactly. 100% I agree. You know, the the whole idea of this person, codename A, not only really hurt Jamie, yeah. nearly killed him, but would go that far to get money or hurt Loba, that is extreme. Yeah. And I don't really think there's any legend that we know of that would do that. And the people related to Loba, you know, don't think that it uh, is Vantage because I think she was kind of behind Loba. She got ditched. Maybe there's a little bit of intersection. Yes, I still think she's a front runner here, but unlikely. Definitely a good, a good excuse, though. For was sure. off the planet, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Valk was off planet, so don't think it was her. Bangalore, I don't think would do this mm-hmm. to try to get back at Loba or get away from Loba. Don't think so. Revenant's also off planet, so that entire circle around Loba, it just doesn't really seem possible yeah. that they could have done this. You know, Vantage is the front runner only because of the mom connection. Mm-hmm. You know, what other legends have a mom that, you know, told them they have that problem they didn't finish things? things. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Mirage has a relationship with his mom, but he is also occupied at the time. And, you know, this person isn't going to speak in the third person about wit throwing these good parties. Yeah. And this doesn't really seem like uh, them. Um, Caustic and Crypto also have a relationship with their mom, but that also to me seems unlikely. And this person also seems like how they're speaking, they're pretty young, you know, they're poking fun at this whole cryptic mm-hmm. messaging mm-hmm. system, but they also committed a pretty heinous act. So, intense, it's uh, yeah. if it is vantage, this is intense it, for sure. What I will say, if it's vantage, like I'm not going to say I like you know, someone like almost killing a character that we know dead, like practically dead. But it is such a cool lore story and would be such an interesting kind of switch up of a character that we know and this like hidden secret of, I mean, this is the act of someone not just- They're bad. Yeah, not just bad, but they're evil. Like inherently evil or hyper-focused on- Solving a problem, which is getting her mom out of prison, I guess, which is potentially something she could be focused on. I think the other thing that points to her 
also was an argument for Bloodhound, though, uh, is something I saw somebody talk about, is that how many of our legends could kill somebody that close to death? Like, or get somebody that close to death, but yeah. barely keep them alive. Like, Vantage and Bloodhound are both expert hunters and trackers. They've spent their entire lives doing this. They know the anatomy of how to keep something alive, how to kill something. Like, and obviously, by the description of how Jamie was hung up hanging there, and in the messages, we was even said, like, I didn't kill this person. I could have. You didn't pay for me to kill this person, though. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's a skill in of itself. Like, that's yeah. not something you're going to think Horizon's going to do. That's not something Gibraltar is going to do. Before, like, yeah. yeah, they've spent a long time understanding how this works. So, yeah, man, if it's Vantage, who is the front runner, and maybe it's even like, too much of a front runner that it's going to be like a twist. It'll be somebody else. Cause I think that's what a lot of people are thinking right now. I'm just fascinated to know now. And it, overall, I think we were kind of talking about how this was a weird quest. Like a lot of random little stories. We're learning oddball things about people, but not like this big event and not this big thing, but ending on this to me definitely sets up something. I just hope we kind of learn about it semi soon and not in like a year and a half from now. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, Shay. <laughs> I don't know. We're not always quick on the lore stories in Apex. I mean, overall, I thought if that mystery plot does kind of come true, amazing story. Mm-hmm. Very unique. I think that using the epilogue like that, something we haven't done in the past. Um, the other kind of concluding thought that I had was I, I think Rampart is my favorite legend <laughs> right now uh, and has been for a while. But she is so well connected with the other legends that, you know, she has the friendship with Mirage, which is pretty close. She, you know, helped make Valk's suit. Mm-hmm. So that's a really uh, close relationship there. She's a longtime friend of Bangalore and Gibraltar uh, from kind of her reveal trailer. But now she's close with Vantage, close with Seer. So I think that. Rampart's pretty cool. She definitely connects with a lot of diverse people and legends and seems to be the center of attention. If not, Mirage is the center uh, of all these friend circles. Like, Rampart is pretty well connected. Totally. She's been great as a character and really cool. I think you killed that with that description of kind of where she's fitting in right now. I think, yeah, her and Mirage is kind of like those two people keeping everything connected is... A really cool function and I'm loving I love the lore of the legends I always love learning more it was cool to see a lot of this stuff uh, our expectations with quests I feel like are always all over the place but overall you know I think it was a good time and I think this epilogue really set something up and will kind of determine what we think of this quest when we look back on it in a few seasons from now uh, but that's going to wrap up this episode Thank you so much to our producer of the Third Party 10 who supports us on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple. Give us a follow on Spotify and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.